This is the Australian Hunting Podcast, hunting, shooting and fishing radio on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the host of the show, Jason Selms. Welcome back to AHP, the number one hunting, shooting and fishing podcast in Australia. Today, uh, you might remember for episode 14, I interviewed the Fox Whisperer, Max Farrelly. Now, I've known Max for probably around, ooh, probably about seven, five to seven years now. And um, he's a native of around near Ulladulla, so southern New South Wales. And he now lives in Burrell Lake, which is just south of Ulladulla. Now, he had a very interesting case happen to him about two years ago, and it's finally finished. And uh, we had a chat on the weekend uh, about a court case with New South Wales Fisheries about him allegedly fishing in a sanctuary zone and uh, what happened during that court case, the issues at hand, uh, fighting to get those sanctuary marine parks marked with buoys uh, and using some of that money, remember the so-called fishing tax money we pay in the millions every single year to actually do better by law-abiding fishers here in New South Wales. So I hope you enjoy the show. It's a, uh, it's a very interesting thing that happened. Um, the evidence they presented, uh, what happened, and what Max is trying to do to stop this from happening to other fishers in that area. So I hope you enjoy the show. So without further ado, uh, Max Farrelly versus New South Wales Fisheries. Hey guys, this is Max Farrelly, the Fox Whisperer, and you're listening to Jason Selms on the Australian Hunting Podcast. All right, Max Farrelly, mate, welcome to the show. We, we did episode uh, 14, I think it was, very early on in the AHP podcast series. So, mate, thanks for joining me again today. I appreciate it, bud. Oh, that's all right, Jason. It's good to um, talk to you again, mate, about another problem which shooters and fishers have. Exactly, mate. Um, uh, tell us where you're from first. I know um, just a bit about yourself first. Just do a little bit of an intro, I guess, because I guess people probably haven't listened to you know, episode 14. was quite a long time ago. So just give them a little bit of background about yourself first. Mate, I was, um, I'm, I'm down the south coast in a place called Aladala or Mollymook. Most people know Mollymook. So I was born down here and I've, um, fished down here all my life. This is where I started hunting and, um, then I went to Sydney like everyone else, worked up there for 20 years and come back home. Mm. And I just do a bit now and again, still go hunting. But yeah, mate, that's what I do. Perfect, mate. Yep, tell us about, um, I had a recent, we've had quite a few people that have had, you know, I guess brushes with, you know, fisheries or it might be the police and some issues, and you've got a good story for us today as well. We spoke over the weekend and we thought we'd do a bit of a show about it because it's very interesting that, I guess, you know, fish shows, especially down on the south coast near Ulladulla, know about these issues people are having down there, mate. So let us know what happened to you and give us a bit of background, bud. Yeah, mate, this is this is really important because... A lot of the fishers, that a lot of people that get caught aren't even really from Palladulla in that area because we know where the marine parks are there. And I knew the, where the marine park was down at Kyola. Now, Kyola from my place is about 20 minutes. You know, you drive down in the, and put in that Kyola boat ramp. There's a marine rescue headquarters there. Now, what happened with me is that we went down and I had Angus, my son, in the boat and I had my mate Colin Hemi who gives me a hand to put the boat in and that. And we went down there and we went around because it was such a good day. There was no wind, no, like the water was flat. There was not really any current. So what happened is we went went from Kyola. We went, instead of going north between around Brush where we normally fish, 
because there's a sort of uh, a zone there. There's two marine parks there. One's Brush Island Century Zone, and one's the Mother Morang Century Zone. Now we went south to Snapper Point, and then we fished there for a little while, and we went to um, to Pretty Beach Rocks. Now this is where we fished at, fished at both spots, threw a few plastics out and that, and then I spotted a boat that was further down south. And I said to my mate Colin, I said, geez, that boat must be close to being in the Mother Marine Sanctuary Zone. I said, we should go down and have a look. So we headed down there and I knew where, I knew the zone. It starts, this is, there's a couple of problems here. Now I went down and I went on the map. When you look at the, the Bateman's Marine Park user guide, it's got a, a map there saying O'Hara Island is the south border, is the northern border of the Mother Marine Sanctuary Zone. So what I did now, I had a GPS and that in my boat. This is how this is how you can get into big trouble. Now I had a GPS in that boat, but I wasn't. We weren't fishing, so I was using the Bateman's Marine Map User Guide to drive down to have a look at these people who were in the fishing zone. Now, what happened, Jace, was we went down past the island and then I turned back and I went north again to the tip of the island and then I turned south and went south again and I said to my mate Colin, I said, oh, they're in the zone. I wonder if they know they're drifting in the zone. Now, they were, they were 500 metres away. They were too far to see if they were fishing, but they were drifting there. So... We turned away and started heading north back up towards where we normally fish, up around Brush Island. And that's obviously outside the sanctuary zone, that part, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's up. Yeah. Well, the Brush Island's got its own sanctuary zone, which hasn't got any buoy markers or markers where you can see where they are. And they come off, they come off at a, a worse angle than this one. But what happened was we were going off the user guide and then as we were heading out, I seen the Marine, the Bateman's Marine boat race up to that other boat. I said to Kyle, I said, look, those got the Marine blokes have got those guys um, and they're going to, you know, book them for fishing in there. If they were, I don't know whether they were fishing, but they were drifting in the zone. Yeah. And, and we were motoring out slowly because I was eating a sandwich and having a cup of tea. And then next minute the boat, the Marine vessel come screaming towards me, flat out, you know, towards us. <laughs> and pulled up and they pulled up in front of us like cowboys, you know, like and then they stopped and I said, Oh, they must be on a check for our fishing life. And they pulled up to the boat and they said, you guys are in the marine um sentry zone. I said, No, we're not. I said, We're not in the sentry zone and he said, Yes you are and he jumped on the boat. One of them jumped on the boat and then the other two headed back towards the boat that we've seen 500 metres away. Now, what happened, Jase, was um, as soon as he jumped on the boat, he goes, oh, you're, you're fishing in the sanctuary zone. I said, he said, have you been fishing in this location? And I said, yes, meaning Snapper Point and Snapper Point and Deadly yeah. Beach Rock, but not right there where we were fishing because yeah. we were motoring out, you know, like yeah. I was motoring out. And he um, said, oh, you're in the sanctuary zone. I said, no, I'm not. And he said, yes, you are. And he went over to my chart plotter and switched screens and I was 60 metres into the zone. And what happened is I said, hey, but I'm going off the Bateman's Bay, Bateman's Mar- uh, Marine 
guide, user guide, Matt. And he laughed. He said, don't go off the map. <laughs> so what, don't go off the maps you're supposed to be using. But <laughs> I said, what do you mean, don't go off the map? He said, well, you know, like the map, you know, you, you can't go off a map, off the, the user guide map. Uh... And I said, that's ridiculous. And yet, the reason why that you don't go off the map, because I went back on the 15th of the 7th. This was nearly over a year later, just to see if any boy markers or any markers are gone, because my court case was coming up. Now, I went back there, Jace, and the island, when, when you get onto the, on the, onto the longitude, latitude marks of what, where that marine park starts, yep. it runs halfway through Hoara Highland. So that island actually runs another 100 metres, 150 metres south into the, into the uh, sanctuary zone, and that's where I got in trouble. Yep. I knew there was a sentry zone there, but imagine how many guys don't know that zone's there. When I went to court, when I went to court hang on, on, get, get, hang on, just get back for a sec. Go back to, so he's on your boat. Let's get back to that just for a few seconds. So you're on your boat, and he says, well, you were fishing here, so what happened? Did they end up, we didn't establish, well, did they charge you? What what, what they end up saying or doing? Yeah, what, what happened was, I said, no, we're not. And he said, yes, you are. And I said, he started taking a, taking a you know, like um, notes down. And I've got copies of his notes here. And he was just saying, you know, what effort did you make to stay out of the sanctuary zone? And you've got to be really careful with these guys because if I had the thing over again, I wouldn't sort of, if I knew what they were going to do, I wouldn't have given them so much information of what we were, even though I was innocent and I wasn't fishing there. Mm. They still, everything you say gets written down by it. And, And I... They said to us, you know, oh, do you know it's illegal to have um, rig rods in a sentry zone? And I said, no. And this is what put me on the back foot because I, I thought, shit, I've broken the law. You know, because I didn't know that you're not allowed to have rig rods in a sentry zone. But when, <laughs> this is the funny thing, because when you go back <laughs> onto the marine, the Bateman's Marine Park part of the back page and it says under sentry zones, coloured in pink on the map, it says all vessels may enter a sentry zone but fishing gear must be stowed. Stowed. Stowed on my boat. I've only got an open tinny runabout. Is the, is the runners, uh, the boat, the rod holders that I put in myself, or the rod holders. Now, we had them in the rod holders, and I had it stowed behind me in, in, the, in the rod thing in the back, back of my boat. So I didn't, we didn't know this until I sort of looked, Later on, after we'd been been got the fine, but if you're moored, anchored, or drifting, all your rods and reels must be unrigged. A lot of people don't know that, but they, when when the fisheries will pull you over, they'll say it's illegal to have rigged rods in a sentry zone. But you weren't moored, you weren't anchored, or anything like that, were you? You were you were heading we out. Drifting, I was motoring. Yeah. We weren't drifting, we weren't moored, we weren't anchored. But they still said it was illegal to have um, a rods in a uh, sanctuary zone, rigged rods, and it's, that's not true. You can travel through as long as you don't drift, anchored or moored, you know. Then you've got to unrig, have your rods all unrigged. So if you decide to go somewhere and have some lunch and enjoy yourself, make sure you take your rods and reels off because as fisheries come along, they're going to say, oh, you're attempting to harm um, our sanctuary zones and our marine life that's protected. Ridiculous, eh? <laughs> and there's another thing on that that I was at. I was just looking on the thing thing too. 
yeah, a lot of the, I went to the fishing shop, the local fishing shop the other day, and he said, oh, you know, like you can't fish up at uh, fresh water, which is, you know, for bass fishing in there. Because you know how we go bass fishing here as well. There's plenty of rivers and creeks. And shallow crossing is a habitat protected zone. People, A lot of people know shallow crossing. A lot of people camp there. No fishing between the 1st of May and the 30th of November, meaning that it's closed. But that's not true. You are allowed to fish. They can't stop you fishing there. You are just, you're not allowed to take any fish in that time. That's what I've heard. So where it says on the map, no fishing between May and, and the 30th of November is not true. You can fish there, you just cannot take anything from there, no fish. Well, none of us take bass anyway. We all go there and enjoy catching bass and throwing them back, you know, and it's just because they're so aggressive with lures. But, you know, I've fished for bass for bloody 20 years and never, I think I've eaten one in my life, you know, like I just like catching them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the other thing, going back to what we were talking about with the Manamarine Marine Park, Colin Hemsworth my mate, who was just on the master of the boat, he was just a passenger. We went to court, and and he sort of he still does not know what he got fined for, and he got fined for having the rig rod in the in the boat. And he, I asked I asked him to get. I wrote a piece of paper out for him and said, look, ask for a section ten one a because you've never been booked before or anything in the park. And the solicitor, the judge, gave it to the prosecutor. And the prosecutor, he got off from being convicted from that fine, so he didn't have to pay the extra five hundred dollars. But he would have been up for fourteen hundred and fifty bucks, five hundred dollars for having a rig rod in the boat, and nine hundred dollars for court cost for the solicitor. But just doing nothing, he's standing there in the boat. Now, the other thing that got me really cranky when I was in court. And I was questioned because I defended myself. Was all and I, I was lucky. I got off. You know, they, they couldn't prove that I was fishing because they had no evidence. I wasn't fishing. I was motoring, and I, I zoomed in and showed them my tracks. You know, did they have a photo of you when they t- they say they have got a photo? Or what, did they have any photos of you like allegedly yeah, they had, allegedly they had fishing? Photo, which they had one photo. They took a photo as they left left me, and it was on. Um, it was they pulled me up at six twenty in the morning. And they took a photo of me leaving at um, seven o'clock off from their boat with the computer, and it looked like it looked like I'm fishing. And they're only like seven meters away. <laughs> I was like, "How could you say I was fishing when you you know you're over five hundred meters away?" Yeah. And and even the judge, she 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 looked at me and said, "What are you doing in this photo?" I said, "I'm sti- I'm sitting there eating a sandwich." She said, "It looks like you're fishing." I said, "Exactly." It looks like I'm fishing, but I'm eating a sandwich and I'm facing the camera. Until you really look close, you could see I, I wasn't fishing, you know, but mm. it was like a silhouette. Yeah. So but from the, the distance, can they even make out it's even you? That's what I, that's what I mean. And, and, and <laughs> stowed in a, stowed, rod stowed in a boat is, is I mean, the rod holders or, you know. That's legal. In a, in a boat, the rod holders that I've put in myself. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's not it's not illegal to 
go through a, a zone with, with rigged rods. So you went to court, and then they're saying you're fishing. So what did you have to bring out? What evidence I, did you have to bring out? Did you show them your GPS coordinates? Did you show them the maps? Because I remember you were telling me, tell the listeners about that on the weekend. You said if we don't go off the maps, what are we supposed to go off? And then they started talking about getting an iPhone on your app. Tell them about that. Yeah, well, that, well, that's right. You know, that, I said that to them. Uh, like after I we um, went to, like I won the case, I went outside and I said, look, how are guys supposed to know? You know, they told me that morning, that morning that they got me, they got 10 boats, 10 boats with maybe what, three fishermen or four fishermen per boat? Yeah, right. So that's $20,000 worth of fines. Yeah, right. That they got the people that they didn't know they were in that zone, and I said, "Well, how are them people supposed to know if there's no zone markers? There's no points where you can line up and say, oh, yeah, that's I'm in the zone.' He goes, oh, well, there's apps you can use on your phone. You got an iPhone?' I said, "I don't bring an iPhone with me because I've dropped two in the water yeah. when I've been getting my boat because the the boat ramp, you know, this at that boat ramp, there's surges that come in, so you sort of." You know, you forget you got it in your pocket and you jump in the water and bingo, there goes your seven, eight hundred dollar phone. Exactly. You know, and not everyone's got the electrical equipment. And big boats don't go in down there because you can't put a big fiberglass boat in that Kyola boat ramp. So a lot of the guys that go in there are just coming down on the holidays and a lot of your listeners would be ones that have been fined, would come down, stay at the Kyola caravan park, taking a little aluminium boat out, didn't want to get too far from shore so they could still be in a safe area, and then not know that they're in a zone because there's no zone markers out there, and that morning they get fined by the fisheries coming up. Yeah. And those fisheries guys said they knew, they said, why do you have so many guys on the boat? Because they know in the Christmas time there's so many people going to be in those zones. Yeah, exactly. And what, is it a fine? It's a per-person fine or per-boat? No, per person. Well, unbelievable, isn't it? You know, if you're a master of the boat, you, you're up for a criminal offence. My, my maximum fine would have been $11,000, plus the two fisheries officers that had to, oh, had to come to, come to court, yep. plus the, their solicitor cost, which probably, that would have been probably close to four, four or $5,000 by the time, plus the fine, plus the... So when you're in court, mate, budget. when you're in court, what... What they just they, what what couldn't they establish? What that you were a in this sanctuary zone, or b there was no evidence, or what? What generally what no, happened? No, what what the judge was only interested is is that I was holding a rod and fishing. And they didn't have a, a photo of me holding the rod. They both both of them said that they were. Um, both of them said they seen me fishing. One said he seen me fishing from a hundred meters away. One said he's seen me fishing from five metres away. So yeah, I'll keep fishing as the boat, you know, as the fisheries are coming up, you know, in a sentry zone. <laughs> and if I'd like to do that, you know. As soon as you see fisheries coming at you, generally you'd be reeling your rod in. I mean, this is if you're not in a sanctuary zone, you'd be reeling your rod in to stow it anyway because obviously, oh, okay, shit, well, the fisheries yeah, are coming up to you. Oh, they're coming over to check your fishing license. Exactly. You know? It's not that you're doing anything wrong. Exactly. But yeah. you reel your line, oh, this boat's coming over, I'll rhyme my line up. But uh, he reckoned I was, he was um, five metres from me and I was, had me lying in the water. <laughs> like, just, that was a lie. They were lying. About yeah. that, yeah. like I respect the. I don't get me wrong, Jase. I respect yeah. what they've got to do. And yes, we do have to have 
zones, you know, and they have to protect them as people do the, they do the wrong thing. But there's a hell of a lot of people that get fined for doing the right, trying to do the right thing and don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah. And what and, the, and what did you say? Did I'm you talk talking. to them about the maps and say, well, mate, people, a lot of people, what about all the older folk or people that don't have internets and iPhones and aren't tech savvy with, you know, applications for their phones and all that? What are they supposed to go off if you don't have the app? I mean, if you go off the map and then they say, oh, don't go off the map. That's exactly, that's what they say. They say, don't go off the map. That who are I when you go down there one day, if you're ever down there, get in a boat with a GPS and go and have a look and see how far that island goes down into the into the fentry zone. But on the map, it says the south end of the island is the boundary. Yeah, pretty So you drive down there, and the next minute you're—that's how I got caught. And I know I know that area, but I went to the off the map on the south end of the island, and I've lived here all my life. The Australian Hunting Podcast is the only hunting, shooting, and fishing podcast radio show in Australia. With over 40,000 downloads per month, you are sure to find some information that can help you. If you love hunting, shooting, fishing and a little bit of politics, the Australian Hunting Podcast has you covered. To listen, check us out on iTunes and visit australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. And I wasn't aware the fisheries, do the, do the fisheries carry guns, do they? Yeah, well... I think I think they carry guns because Tim across the road here today he's a crippled guy and they they they, they busted him like Scarsky and Hutch and had their badges <laughs> and their hands on their each had their hands on their guns. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's a he's a cripple. He oh. goes <laughs> What's he gonna do? He was holding a basket. <laughs> what under his house. Yeah. What, uh, what what happened when Obviously, you know they, or obviously they had a solicitor. Obviously, the one or how many, how many fisheries guys were there in court too? Two, and I had two, yeah, two statements from both of them. Yep, and yeah. you you represented yourself. So, mate, what happened when obviously you know they had no evidence? There's no, you know, obviously their case was bogus. But what happened after that when they when they lost? Were they obviously not happy with the situation or? Oh, their solicitor was really cranky. I, I didn't really look the source listening to what the the judge had to say, so I was concentrating on what she was saying and listening to her. And um, but Tracy, my partner, was looking looking behind, and he was looking back, thinking, "Oh yeah, we got we got him here, we got him," you know, like and and then she said, "Look, there's no no conclusive conclusive evidence that he was holding a fishing rod. Where is the evidence?" And that's what I I was asking, "Where's that? Where's the evidence?" I took photos of an empty esky. Where's the fish? You know? <laughs> I said, I was down there. I was looking to see if that guy was in the zone and you just come racing over because I was just driving in the zone. What? You can't even drive in a zone? Yeah. yeah? It's ridiculous. And, Imagine and, and, how many people, Max, as you said, that are getting busted that don't that don't know. They say, oh, you've got a rigged rod in here. You're going to get fined and people that don't know and don't bother taking it to court because if they're from, let's say they're from a different part of, New South Wales, I mean, they've got to travel back down, they've got to go to court, it's probably not worth it for them. So imagine how many people are getting done that shouldn't be getting done. You could just pull over, you could be travelling through there, pull over, you know, have a cup or whatever and, and just say, oh, look, let's have something to eat, drift a little bit. Fisheries would come over. If you've got rig rods in your boat, you're fined and you're, yeah, you're, you're um, going to court 
if you're going to find it. They'll say you're not allowed to be drifting with a rig, rig rod in your boat. Yeah. And if you've got a rig rod in your boat and you stop and you have a couple or, you know, you go to get something out the look or whatever and the fishery spot you, they can they can pull you over and find you. Mm. You're drifting with a rig rod in your boat. Unbelievable! You can't. I mean, that should be. It should be, mate. If say if someone's drifting or they're, let's say they're having you, they're outside the sanctuary zone. Even if they didn't know it was there, and like you, they're having a, a cup, a cup, a, you know, a coffee, or they're having something to eat, a sandwich, and they happen to drift into the zone. I mean, I mean, they'll say, "Oh, the onus is on the on the fish show." But I mean, you know, same thing if it's not marked. But go, going on from that, you're on a bit of a, I guess, a warpath now to get. Some of this, you know, and I, as we know, I know you're, I'm not sure if you're a fan of the fishing license, but there is a lot of money that goes into fishing. Now, this is obviously a bit of a cash cow for these guys over the spring, you know, summer and spring periods of catching people in those areas, right? Now, you, you obviously want to, you've been wanting to ring up and write to um, the fisheries and Department of Primary Industries on getting some uh, marker boys, so people are at least aware they're actually entering the sanctuary zone, yeah? Exactly. I've written two letters to a, um, a minister of the DPI, Mr. Um, the Honourable Niall Blair. Yeah, Niall Blair, yep. yep. Yeah, I've written two letters to him. I got a reply from the DPI from um, a Dr. Jeff Dr. Jeff Allen. Yep, Jeff Allen, yeah. I'll just look it yeah, on uh, Google, yep. Yeah, he, he wrote a reply, but he obviously does not know. He, he's saying that the zone, the letters... In in the letter that he there's zone markers and everything he obviously doesn't know there's not because there's not markers there I took photos I mean see this is what I talk about too Max right the fact that we spend how many millions of dollars are they getting right in in ta- in fishing tax money from us or fishing license money and we want money back to go into some marker boys either on both sides of the sanctuary zone obviously when you're entering it to know that you're in and look at the difficulty we're having. Exactly, we're having, and 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 guys are really getting in trouble because they, you know, like in the lakes, yeah, they've got they've got zone markers, that boy markers where you can line, you can see where the boys are, but they don't put them out to sea, they don't have them out there. There's no markers on the rocks. There's no point where you can mark, line up. There's nothing. Yeah. Especially you have a take take a bit of time and have a look at the um the brush island. Sanctuary yep. zone. So basically, people that are going there on holidays would never know they're even in the sanctuary zone unless they've. I mean, I could probably go fishing there. You just jump in your boat, go fishing. You wouldn't think you're in a sanctuary zone, would you? You can't even pick where it is. Yeah. I can't even pick where it is unless I've got electronics on on the boat with me. Yeah. I can't pick it. I can't pick the zone. You can't. There's no boys. There's nothing there. They they'd be wearing a fine if, if fisheries come along and fisheries are there every day during the holidays. Yeah, see my qu- they- my question is whether it's a it's a bit of a cash cow because they don't want to put things there because that that's where they make their money. I'm not going to say that's what that's what it is, but you know they know they're getting. I mean, it's probably to take out their boat. You know, they're running two what twin two hundred two hundred and fifty motors, probably five hundred dollars a day just to or plus the officer. Yeah, plus to take officer, to take that yeah. boat out. You know. Yeah, plus the office and the thing, you know. Exactly, yeah. Anyone would think it was a revenue-raising exercise, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I sort of, like, I respect what they do, but, you know, because we've got to have them. But, you know, like, surely there's enough money there to put boys in for people like myself and, like, innocent people that go fishing. Shelly Hancock agrees. I've written to Shelly Hancock, our local MP here. She's she's on board with it. I've, I've, I've written to the Senator... David Lyman, 
Yeah. Um, he's he hasn't responded yet because it's only the early days. I've only just yeah. got out of court. I've written to the Shooters and Fishers Party. Um, he's Robert Malcolm's meeting with Noel Blair, Mr. Yep, Noel Blair, Blair on next week or the week coming up. Yeah. So um, hopefully Shelley Hancock will will do something. I'm going to send my correspondence that I've been sending to the all these people so they can sort of you know get together and talk about this problem. And yep. get some boy markers out, and hopefully, you know, some save some people some money some on their holidays, you know, and exactly and with their fines and you know, like fishing. And, Mate, you got to question whether they even want boys there because it's a cash cow for them, you know. Well, it's like a you know, it's like these. Um, I don't look. I agree on bag limits, and and Jason, we we throw a lot of our um, fish back, you know, like we only take a feed when we when we catch it, but. I, I sort of believe they should, instead of putting all these bag limits on, on people, maybe just up the size of the fish, you know, like, yep. you know, just put the size limit up a bit more, you know, like, um, because a lot of people, you know, they a lot of people can't catch fish. Oh, you know, yeah. We like, spoke about this, remember, that I think it was the DP or the government's own results, mate, 1% of fishers that will go fishing will only ever catch their bag limit, 1%. So the rest of the 99% will go out on a day. I mean, you know the areas. You've been down there quite quite a long time. You grew up there. You know the areas that produce, you know. But most people, like especially in Sydney, I mean, how many people would catch a bag limit in Sydney? I mean, next to I've never caught a bag limit in Sydney. Even some of the south coast that's untouched where I go fishing, you know, Mallacoota and... Mate, you, you you don't get a bag limit there unless it's a really good day, but that you know, might happen once every three or four years. You know, like it just—that's uh, what I mean. You know, like the, the, exactly. all, all these you know, figures, and it's just—it's just the whole thing's absurd. And now we've got what tens of millions of dollars going into fishing licenses, and all all we're asking is for what, probably what three or four boys on what each end. You know, how many would be suitable? And you know, we're, we're struggling to even get that. We can't even get our own money back to put some boys in there to help people. I mean, how stupid is it? That's exactly right. And you know, like Aladala's a fishing village. They have the this is a joke. They have the blessing of the fleet. You know, like the fleet now. Like when I was a kid, there was thirty, forty boats in the harbour. You know, tuna fishing and that, trawlers and all that. You go out after seventy years of fishing. You go out of Ulladulla, and it's not the recreational fishermen that have done the damage. It's you go out there, and it's like a desert. Everything's been dragged around. You can't even find a well. You find a reef. Us locals know where the reefs are, but I know I know the DPI are using some of our money to put you know reefs in, which are good because there's no reefs out there. It's been dragged by commercial fishermen for seventy years, and it's just um, just mud on the bottom of these these areas here where the fishing trawlers have been. And they're the ones that do the true, true damage. I've seen I've seen nets come up because I was a kid and grown up here and been out on the boats and there's tons of dead fish. None of them are alive. You know, they, they, they throw they they ring up, they get their quotas checked, you know, prices in, in the Sydney markets and if they're not getting the prices, the fish go over the side dead. Just to protect their quotas, you know. I know they pay a lot of money for their quotas and that, but that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. I've seen it happen. 
Yeah. So what are you going to do, mate? You know, mate, you're not going to let up on them. And tell me, tell me what happened when you won, mate. Did you, did you at least get into them? Did you give them a bit of grief? I hope you did, mate. When you won because of their oh, bogus yeah. allegations. Yeah, I was pretty happy. I was stoked. I went out and go, yeehaw, you know. I said, I'll see you on the water again, boys. You know, and I said, yeah. <laughs> I've probably got a red, a red dot on my boat. You know, and um, no, I, I give it to them because I was, I wasn't doing anything, Chase. You know, like, and I thought. It made me cranky that, you know, I'm thinking that these guys, you know, they're like, um, you know, you're just a recreational fisherman. You take your kids out, you go out, you're trying to enjoy yourself. You know, you pay fishing licenses, you pay boat rego, you pay trailer rego, you pay, you know, car rego, you pay fuel, you spend heaps of gear, money on fishing gear, you know. And, and yes, you know there's marine parks there. You don't care if the marine parks are there, but... You know, the marine park should be marked so you don't go in by mistake like I did, by mistake, not without any electronics gear to tell you where you are and just drive out of then and then they'd be facing an $11,000 fine. Looking for a big weekend? Australia's biggest sport shooting and outdoor event, the SSAA Shot Expo, is now even bigger. With hunting gear and outdoor equipment from the world's biggest names, plus demonstrations, talks, and entertainment for the whole family. Over 120 displays, one location. The SSAA Shot Expo, RNA Showgrounds, Brisbane, August 26th and 27th. Book online or pay on the day. Visit shotexpo.com.au for sponsors and the full program. And you, know, you, you might find you're pushing a battle uphill, mate, to get these, you know, boy markers in because, like I said, mate, it's, sometimes it's politics, you know. They want to make money. And, mate, that's, especially down on the South Coast, that's probably their nice little niche, little cash cow of making money and, you know, keeping their boat going, keeping their wages going, and they've probably got quotas, no doubt. All the wreck fishermen that I talk to on Facebook, and I'm a member of a few, few of the groups on Facebook, they all wreck. Every wreck fisherman said... You're going to, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. So the Robert has complained about it before, but it's all going to fall on deaf ears. But hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm going to keep pushing this. I'm going to keep writing letters. I'm going to keep bringing up and find out what's going on. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to get these zone markers marked out really for the fishermen. And any future, any future um, fisheries, you know, like where they're putting me in a, a sentry zone, it'll have to be mark clearly so people can see you know oh well mate i'm glad you i'm glad you got off mate i'm glad you got off yeah well thanks jace i'm i'm sort of glad i got off i'm still trying to well you didn't really get off because as such you didn't do anything wrong so there's really nothing to get off you were just proven innocent all along you know colin i'm I'm pretty upset about my mate colin because he um he was just in the boat and his rod was stowed behind him and and you look up the word stowed it means packed neatly you know like if you look up in the dictionary, stowed means put away neatly in a, you know, like in a rod holder or in rod holders and that. But he, because he, this is what really makes me cranky because it, it seems like fisheries pick on the the guys that are, don't know or or are, you know a bit uneducated. Say you know like God love I love I love my mate Hemi, but he he just didn't know what to do when he went to court. And they just ate him, they ate him up, and he ended up with a nine hundred dollar fine. And I, I want the DPI to pay, give him that money back because he didn't break any law. It's sad, it's sad, isn't it? When you it, look, when at, they, when you you look at the marine, the Bateman's marine user guide, he did not break a law. 
Jay's bro- the only difference between me and him, he pleaded guilty to having a rig rod in the boat. Well, I had a rig rod in the boat too. But he he ended up getting fined and like they didn't give him a record or anything. He got off the five hundred dollar fine, but he ended up with the court cost of nine hundred dollars. <laughs> this guy this guy's <laughs> worse than me. Like oh Max, we're not near his own, are we? He's all he's paranoid all the time. He's, he's the the waymaster of the uh, Marlin Fishing Club, yeah. and, and no wonder but, why people aren't fishing anymore, eh? Like every all this marine park sanctuary zones. Am I in there? Am I not in there? I've got to have some app. No, mate, no wonder why, you know, sometimes participation in fishing is not, you know, sometimes not what it used to be. Well, I've talked to the guys up at the Cent- um, Jarvis Bay, and Jarvis Bay must have a whole heap of different marine park and protected areas up there. And a lot of the fish shows up there go, well, we're too scared to put, don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they're all marked up there or clearly marked, but they're too scared to go in into an area in case it's a zone. Exactly. Well, mate, keep, because, keep because us... Uh, honestly, yeah. they're not marked clearly. Mm. If they're clearly marked, well, you wouldn't be scared. You'd say, oh, okay, there's a zone. I'm, I'll stay out of that. Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I rang up in the rumour about the rumour fisheries... The marine park down, um, the marine park down there, the the mob that runs the marine park. They said we're not interested in getting people tens of meters into a fishing zone. Well, that's not the case because fisheries are. In, if you're in that zone, you'll fi- get fined. Yeah, exactly. No one, one. The fisheries are saying, you know, if you enter enter there, we're going to fine you. Marine parks are saying we're not interested in. You know, getting people booked for being tens of metres in into a zone. Well, mate. Well, then they've got to talk to each other because put some markers in so people know that they're in a zone. And then fisheries can come up and say, okay, you guys are in a zone, you're fishing, here's a fine. Not just stop your boat, don't know where you are. Fisheries come up and fine you for having a rig rod in the boat. Exactly. Well, mate, keep us updated, mate. Keep us updated on the on the fight to you know get these boys and markers put in place. You know, using you know the fishing money they keep taking off us in regards to uh, licensing. You know, if if it, if it can't go to this and it can't go to something decent like this, I mean, it's just absurd if they don't end up putting marker boys in there. I, I think it's it needs to happen and mate, keep on it. So many red fishermen out there, you know that you know. It's a whole heap of us. We all got to stick together and, and just say, look, we want this is what we want. They work for us. We don't work for them. You know, we pay our money for the licenses. We pay our money for our boats and everything else. Those government government people should, like, and most of the red fishermen support the, the marine parks. You know, yeah. we we catch enough fish without having to worry about going in the marine park. Why would we want to go in a marine park? You just got to know where you fish. I'll know the reefs and know where they are. Well, Max yeah. Farrelly won. Fishing fisheries, zero. <laughs> anyway, mate, right. we'll finish up. So Max Farrelly joins me here on AHP to have a chat about uh, his issue with fisheries, you know, getting off, uh, what needs to happen in the future with putting marker boys in. Max, I do appreciate your time, man, again, sharing with me again. It's been a long time since our episode 14, but uh, thanks, mate. Good story, and I'm um, glad you got off, and... Uh, We'll talk again in the future. Thanks a lot, Jase, mate. Keep up the good work. You, you know, the podcast and the, you're one of the passionate guys that 
work for all these things. Good luck with your hunting and fishing. I see some of your photos every now and again when you get get a um, fish or a or a deer or something to eat. Fantastic. You've been listening to an episode of the Australian Hunting Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.